0: Welcome to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. My name is Stuart Pedley-Smith, Head of Learning at Kaplan UK. In this series, you're gonna hear from both students and experts, as we take a look at a range of topics related to personal and career success in the world of accountancy and finance. My guest today is Alice Alefari-Abiwan, co-founder of the New Generation Accountants, an organisation passionate about ensuring the accountancy profession accurately reflects the society in which we live. Oh, and in her spare time, Alice just happened to qualify as accountant and she currently works for PwC. Alice, thanks for joining me on the Kaplan podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Stuart.
0: My my first question is is sort of around diversity means so many things to different people. It becomes a little bit of a label. So my first question is, is really around could you tell us what diversity means to you?
1: Sure. It's looking at people, their backgrounds and what makes them them. It can take the form of their ethnic background, their their gender association, their socioeconomic background, their faith. It's a plethora of things. But diversity to me is it's the uniqueness that we each hold. For me, I think it's something that definitely should be celebrated
0: and encouraged. Just tell us a little bit more about what is New Generation Accountants?
1: Yeah, Nugent Accountants is a community initiative. It's a non-profit organisation where a group of five of us, the, the now co-founders, um, came together, saw an uh, an issue in the, the workplaces that we were yeah, employed at in terms of the lack of representation and then the, the support for diverse accountants. And so we thought it would be great to just pr- get a community together where we can support one another, whether that's, you know, academically awareness in terms of career aspirations or goals and yeah just a safe place to provide resources and meet people
0: what, what's the objectives of the organization and and what why why did you set it up what, what were your your personal objectives motives
1: it's a layered question i think why diversity is important to me and why i spend a considerable amount of my time working on it first of all it's a lived-in experience for me so i'm a, I'm a black woman i'm nigerian but i'm british and so as a standalone person you know I, i'm i'm different um, to a lot of people around me i grew up in barnet and so i think from a young age I, i've 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 seen the impacts of kind of being you know the only black person in, in a class or you know a, a handful of many my lived in experience in in the working world as well has meant that i've been able to see what it's like to try and you know navigate your career as being a minority and through that i've i've seen i've seen issues i've seen problems and i'm i'm the sort of person who who knows how i could potentially play the game and make things work work out well for me but it resonates strongly with my kind of morals to actually try and make a difference for those who will come after me so that they can have a better lived in experience um i don't believe that because i have struggled or i have you know had to go the difficult route that everyone after me must also Mm. follow the same suit so i think that's one of my personal motivations for setting up the organization and with the other founders the goal of new gen accountants you, you touched on it earlier is really just to support um diversity within the accounting profession So not only working with corporations to actually make environments that are more conducive for diverse accountants to thrive and succeed, but also actually working with the diverse accountants themselves. And we do that by looking at three buckets. We first look at what we call pillar one, where we actually work with potential incoming students or incoming professionals, so we work with schools and universities, just to give them a bit more of awareness of what accountancy is, to kind of debunk some of the myths and just opening people's minds to the opportunities. The next pillar is pillar two, where we actually work with current studying professional accountants. So those who are taking their professional qualifications and we look to support them with their um, examination skills, but also networking place for them to meet other like-minded individuals from their backgrounds who are also going through the the same kind of exams and work pressures Um, and then the final pillar we have is pillar three and that's where we're we're looking to support qualified accountants who are looking at what's next for me once you're a qualified accountant that doesn't mean you have to be an accountant by trade there's so many things that you can go into a few years ago there was a there was research done and it was around 70 percent of the FTSE 500 ceos or had an accounting qualification. Mm. And, you know, you're a CEO now. You're, you're, if you're a CEO, you're not doing accountancy, I can tell you that. You're, you're not looking at the numbers and doing the auditing and stuff like that, but it just shows you what accountancy kind of qualifications can can take you. And so we, we're really looking to help that pillar in terms of just navigating their careers and giving them advice and setting them up with mentors who can help them um, with the next stage of their career.
0: All of that is hugely valuable to any accountant anywhere, isn't it? So it's not like, yeah. oh, this is a group of people who are just, you know, they're going to say, well, you know, what happened in your job today? Were, were, were there issues in con, concerned? Diverse? It's actually focused on being an accountant first. And, and so is it the, the nature of the group that defines it as a diverse group and, and the attitude that you take that means that it's open to everyone and anybody can drop in and it doesn't matter what your background or your culture?
1: Yeah, so we've always had a very open door policy in terms of before COVID, when we had events, you know, we've never restricted it in terms of who, who's allowed to attend, what we would say is that the people that we usually have at the events in terms of the panel, panelists or the kind of experiences they're sharing, uh, these are usually representatives of people from Black or ethnic minority backgrounds, or you know, lower social economic backgrounds, and the reason why we do this is because, of course, the services that we're providing could be beneficial, like you said, to all accountants. But the aim yeah. of the, the the aim of the program is actually the, the initiative is actually to support a particular group of accountants who have additional pressures on top of just trying to be an accountant and, and trying to yeah, progress yeah. in their careers within certain cultures and traditions. You know, you might be a first generation to go to university, the first generation to get into a big to big firm, the first generation who's potentially getting a professional qualification. And so whilst you're trying to balance a career, balance exams, you're also trying to balance, you know, the expectations of your family or the requirements in your family. You know, you might be, Doing a lot more in the household, or culturally, there, there must there might be other stuff that you need to do. I mean, I think it's really important that first of all you have a community of like-minded people who are in a similar experience to you, who can potentially share ideas or you know share some of that burden. But not only that, I think we think it's really important for the community to have role models or people who have gone before them, who have come from similar places, who are now excelling in their career, who can also potentially provide tips and strategies in terms of, oh, this is how I went through this. So this is how I balanced this. And so that's why we kind of have a focus on diverse accountants, because we just see that unfortunately, due to the society that we're in and the structures that are in place, if you're from a particular background, you're sometimes 10 steps behind at the start of the race. And so we're just trying to help balance the playing field and make sure that everyone has an opportunity to thrive and succeed.
0: Yeah. So full disclosure is to say, I am a a white, I was going to say an age then, but a person who's been in the profession (laughs) sort of many years. And maybe, you know, it's this fish don't see water thing in the sense that maybe because of the environment that i was in the the exams on their own were demanding enough and the idea that you know there were people like me perhaps just doing you know all struggling or doing well in sort of uh, sort of similar ways that you that you don't necessarily see the additional challenges that you might face you know and this isn't this is this is a broad topic is isn't, isn't it alice you know it's about yeah it, it's about culture uh, you know, this is about religious beliefs, it's, uh, it's about attitudes and frames of mind and sometimes if you have a slightly different frame of mind or attitude to somebody else, it's, it's kind of re- reassuring that you aren't completely alone. And I, and I think that's something that resonates with students, you know, I'm the only one who can't do this is a, is a typical, you know, it's a student-wide problem you know, I'm not good enough to succeed in this, is a student-wide problem. But that might be even more under the spotlight if you can see that there's nobody else like me in this organisation. And that can just be an attitude. It could just be a way of thinking, can't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, it can be a way of thinking, but it can also be a reflection of the experiences that you've had. So, for example, yeah. the process of them even getting into the firm <laughs> mm. was was probably potentially significantly harder than one of their peers from a different background, and we see that in terms of the distribution of people in your intake, for example. We we call it ethnic minorities for a reason. Minorities is because you know you, you're you're not the majority in that group, and so you have this additional pressure that you know what I have to prove myself in this role. I'm I'm one of two out of thirty people who've made it. Um, I don't I don't want to let down my community, and even though you know the community is not necessarily on your shoulders, you feel you feel that pressure to represent your community because you feel like you are under a microscope. And that's an additional pressure amongst others. Everyone wants to pass the exams. No student wants to fail mm-hmm. their exams. But then you have this additional pressure that I need to do well, though, because I'm reflecting my community. And if I do well, potentially I'm showing the firm that they should hire more people who look like me because you know what? We have the potential to, to, to do really well for the firm.
0: Does your group sort of look at the sort of male female I'm thinking particularly in the accounting profession now because I would say you know if if you looked at the numbers so you quoted the FTSE 100 if, you you would you would find it predominantly male driven does that come up in your organization is that sort yeah of topic of conversation
1: yeah, yeah. so we, we do look at gender as well I think at the accountants what was it I think the 50 50 report I can't remember if I'm getting this wrong but they, they found that around 87 percent of leaders within the uh, you know accounting firms were male yeah. that's a ridiculous number and when you look down at you know the less senior <laughs> less senior staff that isn't re- represented Th- those figures that distribution is represented so it's like why is it that we have you know a greater number of female um, employees at the lower levels grades and then um, as we go up the chain, women are not are not making up their same can be said for ethnicity and stuff and so that is something that we look we look at and, and something we we want to work and work towards as well and improving yeah hi my name's neve Hulahan, and i'm a project financial controller based in derbyshire personally my experience of diversity in accounting is actually really quite vast. I work for a company that is very much about diversity. So within my team in particular, we have people from all sorts of backgrounds. Personally, I, I think that diversity and accountancy is growing. It's not just your typical white male anymore as it used to be. And this is really, really good to see. I think, yeah, we're definitely venturing out of the, the typical stereotype now.
0: I know people talk about inclusion, don't they, rather than sort of diversity, or they find that inclusion is a is kind of a better way of thinking about it. Inclusion has got a little bit more of a well, an inclusive tone to it. From a moral responsibility, I want to be seen as an employer who's fair, or you know, the profession as a whole wants to be seen to be fair. But what are the you know, from an organisational point of view, what are the benefits of having a more diverse workforce that you've come across or, uh, you know, things that you've read? So organisational benefits of diversity or inclusion.
1: So I want to touch on a few things that you just, you, you actually mentioned there. So first of all, yeah, we often do di- see diversity and inclusion put together. And I think there's an importance to that. Inclusion is is the action. It's an it's an mm. active word. You see what I mean? It's, it's great to talk about diversity and say diversity is great. But the key thing is that, the the space and the environment I mean, needs to be inclusive. You need to have these diverse people feeling that like they they're included and respected and and being able to thrive in the in these firms. Why diversity and, and inclusion is important to firms is because like you said, a lot in the accountancy firm, if if we look at a lot of the missions of of the firms, it's, you know, to restore trust, to act with integrity. It's a profession for the community in a sense, you know, we're we're doing a moral good for society in a sense. When we look at like auditing, for example. And, and if we're gonna do that, we, ne- we need to make sure that the people who are doing the, the work are representative of the community that they serve. Yes. And, and, and this is one of the things I love when I, when I'm talking about diversity, I always like to mention there's also diversity of thought you can have people from the same background who think differently, but it's really important to get those different points of views because that means we have a more holistic view of a particular topic or a particular problem, and it means when we're coming to trying to solve these problems or these issues, we we have we're able to come 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 at it from different angles, and it means hopefully we have a res, we can provide a solution which meets a greater community. Let's say I'm I'm a client of a firm. I would hope that the people now coming to speak to me and, and provide the service to with me, I could see myself in them um, because I'm thinking, okay, when it comes down to like the numbers and when it comes to very kind of quantitative bits of work, I can trust them to to, to kind of provide the right solution. I mean, I, I, I know that they're credited in some sort of, in some sort of manner. But when it comes down to the more subjective areas of work, I want to know that the people who are making a solution are coming at it from different perspectives. And I think firm, firms are seeing this. They're seeing that a lot of their clients, you know, they want to see representation, they want to see themselves and the people that they hire. And that's why I think that's a benefit to, for firms to improve in terms of diversity and inclusion.
0: Yeah, and it, it comes back to that role model thing again, doesn't it? That when you can see people like you in positions of Uh, decision makers. I think I had a friend once who used to tell a a story about a little boy that went to school. The teacher said, you know, what would you like to do when you leave school? And the little boy said, you know, I I want to be an astronaut. And uh, she looked at me and she she said, you know, don't be silly. There's never been an astronaut come from West Bromwich. And, and that, that sort of narrowness of, you know, I know, I've always thought about that as being, well, no, mm-hmm. of course there has never been an astronaut. This you look at Eton, and I'll, I'll put that out there just as a, an example. You know, why <laughs> do you get so many prime ministers? Because they actually instill in them the the, the the thing that says, look at your peers, look at the people that have been through this, look how well they've done. It can't be a natural talent pool. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah, a, it's a, it's a nature, you know, it's a nature nurture thing, isn't it? You know, they nurture yeah. them to have, be aspirational. And it helps if the person, you know, that can say, "Well, I was like you, or I am like you," and it's and, and that's why this in, the, the the idea of diversity is, is a is a broad church.
1: Yeah, and even on that point, not only is are the spaces that you work really important for nurturing kind of you know confidence and aspirations. There's structures in place which mean if you go to if you're in certain circles, your your opportunities certain opportunities come across your way which you potentially won't be or have access to if you weren't in those spaces. And that's why it's really important to open up the door to allow a wider community to have access to these spaces. You know, going to Eton means that you're, you're more likely to go to Cambridge or, or, or Oxford for university mm-hmm. rather than going to your local kind of community, uh, community school. And so that's why it's really important to, to improve diversity in these spaces as well.
0: And the other thing you mentioned, which struck me again, this idea of thinking and in professional firms, to a certain extent, you know, we always say you sell time, but really what you do is you sell, you sell solutions and you sell problem solving, don't you? So, yeah. so a diverse workforce can put something in front of you. That you said you know why isn't this client doing this why i've told them how to do it and you say because you don't understand you and sometimes you don't understand the industry but sometimes you don't understand why they're asking the question and the reason is is the perspective that you're taking it, it's never crossed your mind that well i didn't Precisely. mean that or I, it's not what i said <laughs> yeah but it's what they heard and that team you have, you know, we recognise teams are important with different skills, finance, you know, marketing. We believe that's a good idea. So it's the same. It's almost a team of thinkers, isn't it, with different ideas?
1: Yeah. Agreed. You've hit the nail on the head.
0: <laughs> ah. Oh, good. <laughs> Hi, I'm
2: Gavin Simpson. I'm currently studying SEMA with Kappa. I don't come from an accountancy background or, or even an academic or, or university background. I've recently been diagnosed as having Asperger's, obviously that's, that's why I had uh, trouble in my, in my school years. There's There's got to be quite a few people like myself out there, are around the age of, of 30 plus that are undiagnosed, that have fantastic skills due to due to their neurodiversity, and um, they're not, not realizing their full potential. For example, with neurodiversity, you can tend to have a really great attention to detail. Another trait, you tend to be very loyal and um, very, very honest. Sometimes um, you come across as, as too honest. So a lot of these skills really lend themselves to, to accountancy. So yeah i think we really need to to think outside the box here and do things a little differently to gather more people that can do a fantastic job
0: i i I always like to explore the, the sort of positives and negatives so if diversity creates alternative views Let's just talk about maybe the problems that it brings in the sense of organisations. So what about the the idea of, we can't agree, there's too many opinions. You know, if we all thought the same and we all went to the same school and we we all looked the same, we'd all agree all the time. You know, a disaster for an organisation, I have to say, and groupthink is a, is a, you know, when you look at disasters that happen, groupthink, you know, often sits behind it. But how do you deal with that, that must there must be more diverse opinion by the fact that there are more different views. How do you reconcile that part? Because that's the sort of byproduct of diversity, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So I I can't really pay too much mind to an argument like that because I, I think you, you kind of touched on it there. I think the worst possible thing you could do is be sitting in a room with people who think... And, and speak exactly like you, that becomes an echo chamber. And, and that means you you limit and you cut yourself off from so many different possibilities. And so I think we need to be really careful that we don't find ourselves stuck in echo chambers because of ease or because, mm. yeah, it's easy. It's natural for me to want to kind of hear someone who speaks to me. It, it, it means the process a lot, a lot faster. What we actually want to be doing is making sure we're providing the best possible solution um, to our clients. There's hard work that goes into diversity, but the results are actually beneficial for all parties. And um, you're a greater value add. That means your clients are gonna come back to you again and again because they see the benefit in what you're providing them. And and so yeah, I I think it's 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 quite it's quite easy for me to kind of shut down that argument about, you know, oh it's you know let's just it's easier and better it's going to be less conflict conflict doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing it's, it's how you handle that conflict yes and, and and i think actually on an individual human basis as well it's so important that we as people are open to hearing different people's um, points of view because it helps shapes our worldview. You know i'm i might not agree with you we can have discussion after an hour and at the end of that discussion i still may hold my views and you may hold your views but i have an understanding of how you think and why you think that and that means when it comes to me communicating communicating with you associating with you i have a, a better understanding and it means that when we communicate and when we work together it's a bit easier if anything it's mm-hmm. going to be easier down the line you do the hard work up front but it's easier down the line
0: Alice, i want to move us on to just talking about what people can do now as much as anything. So what can they do to make a difference? They're not gonna do what you're doing, are they? They're not gonna devote their time and set up an org. <laughs> they can, yeah, they can join.
1: Um no, no. Um so I think, well, it, it depends, it depends where you where you sit. Um so you know, for, for those who see themselves as diverse, who see themselves as potentially a minority or you know, see themselves as unrepresented, I I would say, you know, join these communities, um join these networks. Find support, empower yourself and others. Believe in yourself. Um, believe mm. in yourself. Use the resources at your disposal. Try and be that you know um, role model that you potentially don't have. And that's what I would say to that community. You know, really, th- there's so many great initiatives out there that are here to support you. Please make the most of it. There's no shame in leaning on that support. For those who potentially don't see themselves as a minority or diverse, I would say you know, but who 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 see the benefit in diversity and uh, on a on a corporate level, on a moral level, on an economic level, um, to those I would say, it starts off really small. Mm. If you see kind of, you know, potential injustice, if you see situations which you don't think champion diversity or inclusion, speak up, say something, be that voice in a room be that voice in in a room where you know majority of people look like you that's really useful it starts really really small join these initiatives as well you can come and join your new gen accountants you can find out about the work we're doing we can find out about how you can champion how you can support and how you can make a difference
0: Mm. there is an element of doing the right thing and doing the right thing that will benefit your organization which ultimately you know, for whatever time period is is paying you your salary, you know, that your job is to kind of leave that organisation in a better position than it was. And that applies at whatever level. You don't see it at the early parts of your career and you see it, you know, when you get into positions of authority, but it is everybody at every level within an organisation can do something. And I think the other thing is when you are in a position of authority, you are, you know, you are constantly asking people at the beginning of the career, because you if you if you're any good at it because they can give you insightful observations it's almost like you know diversity at that level is about recognizing the the, the lens through which you see something and somebody who's just joined the organization sees it completely differently so you know never underestimate your ability To have influence, I suppose. And so, yeah, what you've described as a very small thing, I think small steps is always great because it makes the challenge of starting less daunting, doesn't it? Um, You've just got to spot it, haven't you? You've just got to, it's an awareness really of even knowing that there's something there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of times people are very unconscious about, you know, their privilege. And I think, you know, one of the first steps is recognizing that privilege or position that you stand in and being more sensitive to situations where I'm at a advantage here but that means someone else is at a disadvantage here that's not good what can I do Um, that's the first step and it's coming from a place of knowing that by me doing this I'm actually making it a better environment for other people to thrive that means that they're going to be able to work at a greater capacity which means at a top level we as a firm will do better, which is actually really good for me, um, because mm-hmm. hopefully it mm. means maybe I'll be paid more. But it also means that you know my firm looks good. My firm's winning more clients. That means maybe my, in terms of my career aspirations, um, the association with this this organisation is going to be really beneficial for my next steps. Um, it's just looking at the bigger picture. But yeah, I, I agree. Something is it starts with just you know just recognizing mm. uh, situations and just being a bit more aware. Mm.
0: Is, is there anything is there any one thing I know you've you've summarized it very well but I don't know whether you know there's any one last thing and, and then as you're thinking about that maybe are there any resources that you know websites are you, I think you've got a website is there any other areas that people can find out a little bit more about what we've been talking about today
1: one thing I'm really conscious of is that over the last year you know a lot has happened um, in terms of just awareness of the the struggles of particular communities, so the Black, the Asian community, um, and there's been a lot of media coverage of it, which is great. But I just, I really hope that, you know, it, it's not a kind of, it's not a moment, it's more of a movement for actual change. And so, you know, whilst people listen to podcasts like this and why, while organisations take on initiatives to improve the situation, I, I'm just hoping that there's longevity and there's only longevity through the people who carry it. And so that's you and I, that's the people who are listening. In terms of resources, um, follow New Gen Accountants, um, that will be great. So we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook group um, and, and you, can, you can find us, we have a website as well, New Gen Accountants. Right there we share, we're constantly sharing resources in terms of the great work that's being done by other organisations, um, including the ICAW, CARBA, ACCA, and and other kind of um, non-profit organizations which are doing great initiatives in the space, which might be beneficial to you or people you know, so please do follow us um, and and hopefully we're we're a platform which can lead you onto other great resources as well.
0: Alice, thank you very much and thanks for joining me on the Kaplan Learn Better podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Kaplan's Learn Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find us. Let's continue the conversation. Follow us on social at Kaplan UK and let us know what you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes.